This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello and welcome back. We're the Sticky Bomb Boys. I'm David. And I'm Michael. And we are so excited to have Bake Off back on our screens and you back in our ear holes. Or us back in your ear holes. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> this week was a classic opener, Cake Week, and we get to see the bakers for the first time and their backstories, which is my favourite little bit. Shall we dive straight into the episode, Michael? Why not, David? Why not? It's kind of what we're here for. So to start, Michael, can I just say, it was so nice to see it back at Welford Park. Right, yeah, it's the first year they've been back at Welford Park since when we filmed it, I think. So yes. it was lovely watching, like, all the Vox Pops and they're talking with their little talking heads, like, oh, my bake went well. It was lovely being like, oh, I remember that tree. <laughs> like, I remember that that wall. Like, it was the first year I felt like I really missed it. I felt really jealous. Yeah, and it's a really, I mean, honestly, it's like a stately home, beautiful grounds. And the last couple of years have been in a hotel, so. It has been in a hotel. Um has there always been this number of ad breaks? I felt like I was watching like the Great British ad break this year. Like it was just like seven minutes of cakes, then like four minutes of Sainsbury's. This is true. I think there's always been quite a few ad breaks, but this one felt, because it was an hour and a half episode, yeah. wasn't it? So I think there was, they did cram some more in. <laughs> always cramming. Always cramming. <laughs> you can always cram some more in. <laughs> so for the signature, Michael, very first one, they had to do 12 identical mini sandwich cakes and they had two hours to do it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fairly straightforward bog standard challenge, really. It's make a cake, but make 12 of them and make them small, right? This is the thing. And also, I don't want to be like, like, it's nice for them to have an easy one to start off with because you're nervous. Michael cut his fingers to bits when he did it. We know that. To this. be fair, we had to make fruit cakes. And that, that's, har- that's harder. It is because the thing is, these are very thin cakes. When you've right. got a cake that's an inch thick, it's not really that difficult to Size make it. Size does matter. It does. And you shouldn't have a soggy bottom with these ones or a soggy middle or a soggy center. But they could go, the thing with these ones though, because they're thin, they could go dry. Depends how you're baking them. Would you bake them individually? Would you bake them as a sheet? What would you do? Because there was both options in the tent this this week. I would have done a sheet and I quite like the cutting out because, uh, cutting out with circles because if you, this measuring, when you've got to measure with a ruler, it takes too much time away. And yeah, yeah sure. we don't want the rulers out. You see, I would have gone for, for moulds, I think, just a bit easier, but that might make it more dry, probably. Because Is that it's... just because you watched Janusz do that very successfully and think, oh, yes. I'll just copy off him? <laughs> I, would, I would follow the person that won the episode. Spoilers! Spo- I mean, it's not really spoilers. I mean, you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't watched the episode, because it kind of spoils the whole thing. It'll be quite fun to listen to this if you've not watched the episode. <laughs> it's nice to kind of start to introduce ourselves to the bakers, though, and learn who they are a little bit more, um, apart from our wild assumptions that we made last week. I feel like the traded a season no offense sandro but i am taking that title off you and i am bestowing it upon abdul 
I'm kind of obsessed. 100% agree. His accent is delightful. And just like his, his glasses, his style. I love a granddad collar. We'd love to see that. But his flavors, his talent. I mean, we're going to skip past the Lindy hopping because that <laughs> gave me a serious <laughs> ick. But otherwise, definite trade. Yeah, and his smile and his dimples and his positive personality. Like, yeah, he is definitely traded the season. Despite Sandra going to the gym twice a day. Twice a day. No need. Who has the time? Like, think of all the other things you could be doing or not doing really yeah like baking cakes <laughs> although i think he does quite love that as well i mean sandro's were neat and tidy but i have a thing when people make things like fondant roses no one's gonna eat them they're disgusting mm. just don't bother well i would have eaten his rosebuds for sure <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're if you want sandro i'm happy to oblige <laughs> now one thing that i enjoyed michael was that you completely called it straight away the first question they go and see james who James. Is James a Scottish gay one? Yes, James is a Scottish yeah. gay one. Hi, James. And straight... <laughs> forgot your name already, James. And straight away, they're asking about the kilt. Right, you it's just... It. The whole true Scotsman thing is just a bit much. I mean, it's very tired. It's been around... We've been doing kilts since, like, the olden times. Surely we've moved past that question. Yeah. Um, I thought, though, what was interesting with his kilt was that his... We will talk about the bakes eventually. But that his socks were round his ankles, yeah, which is not... He wanted to show off his tattoos. Probably did, probably did. But I feel like your shins... If you're wearing a kilt, cover your shins. Isn't the point... I mean, even when you're not wearing, like, a formal top, as it yeah, were... Yeah, wear the football socks. Exactly. They should be, like, pulled up over your shins. Do you know what I mean? I know he's gone for a casual top, but you should have a formal bottom. And yeah, that's the important part. Exactly. Always have a formal bottom. Uh, so, actually, about the bakes, one thing I liked is there was quite a range. Like, there definitely was... Because, you know, sometimes you have the years and it's, like, four people are doing chai or something mm. like this one felt like there was a good range some fun flavors uh i love pandan i loved kevin's description of a whisper of rose i also loved kevin saying crunch that was really nice um am i gonna make that my phone alarm for the morning just him going crunch that was really nice thank you for that and also kevin apologies for thinking you came from berkshire or sussex or something last he is week very very much scottish he's very scottish i think i just wrote down a random word on my list of uh, people's names so sorry to that for that kevin um i also loved kevin kind of slightly exasperated and confused by Noel. Actually, all of the bakers, you kind of got it this week where the the presenters are coming in and being funny and the bakers are like, I don't know what's happening because I'm trying to negotiate the fact that there were all these producers and home economists and cameras and sound people and I'm trying to bake in love and I don't know. So I, I kind of related to the feeling of, why, what are you saying? What's this? Do I dream in colour? I don't know. Stop, stop talking to me. I'm busy. Yeah, this is true. I mean, the thing is, the judges come around in very specific times when they do their like walkthrough. So you're expecting, you know, it's coming. Noel and Matt, they really do just rock up and right. they're there, especially Noel makes it very awkward. And like you say, you're only half listening. He's, it's difficult to understand what he's saying anyway. When you're half listening, it's impossible. It was lovely watching Maxie completely, completely miss the point of Matt's joke. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. I feel like Matt has properly come into his own this season. Like he seems really relaxed and just having a bit more of a laugh with it. Yeah, definitely. He, and is very slim, a slimmed down version of Matt. Yes, indeed. I saw some jawbones. <laughs> some jawbones. Some lots of them Some. back to kevin though liked his flavors i thought his almond pistachio and cardamom sponge was like that's the go that was the top one for me although everyone seems to be putting rose water in this year and i could do without that personally yeah i worried with kevin straight away because he said he's doing a persian love cake uh notoriously Which sounds like something from the kama sutra really doesn't it yes and notoriously paul and prue actually don't know very much about baking and it's a dense oh. cake it naturally <laughs> is a dense cake so then when they said it was dense and clag i was like you were only ever going to get that feedback kevin shall we talk about paul and prue not knowing anything about baking david yeah let's go for it <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding 
course they know. They obviously just don't know what a Persian love cake is. Uh, now, Michael, last week we decided that the absolute iconic contestant would be Compost Carol. She has delivered. I am fully obsessed with Compost Carol. Like everything she does. I think I would die. I would die for everything she says. Even Did she, she was naming her cakes like Miriam and Margaret, and I mean they were they were fairly straightforward cakes, right? Yeah. They weren't kind of pushing the boat out. But she said in one of like, in one of her clips, she was saying, "We go for basic flavors here in the Compost Carol household. We're looking at carrot cakes, looking at things like that." And to be fair, that's what Paul likes. Yeah, exactly. I think I think she's done well. Eventually, you get picked up on it. But to start off with, it's good to go with classics. Right. Now, Michael, we're going to have to whiz through now. The signature... Talking of whizzing, shall we just talk very, very quickly about Maysam trying to crush an entire pestle and mortar's worth of pistachios? Just, you've got food processors there. Right? It's like trying to, like, water a plant with a pipette. What's the point? (laughs) What is the point? Put it in a food processor, darling. Yeah. (laughs) And also the fact when she was cutting her she was cutting her sponges, they looked like you know when you're in like a hotel buffet and the and the um the scrambled egg is like congealed. It was like green congealed scrambled egg. I mean it's never with big nuts. Oh. When people have got big nuts, mm-hmm. you're never gonna be able to cut it. With big nuts they need to be crushed properly. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Always crush and your professionally. Big nuts. Yes. <laughs> Michael can help with this. Um so I thought they all did pretty well apart from Will. Like basically the feedback was there was definitely some highs and lows, but really it was kind of, they all, they all accomplished it. Yeah. That's kind of where they are. I think Mason, hers looked quite messy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, generally it was all, all fine. Maxis were her. a bit big and like, there was all these little things, but I thought they should be quite proud of themselves from the signature. Although it was quite easy. <laughs> and also um, Sandro can pipe his red wine ganache directly into my mouth. That sounded delicious. Red wine ganache sounds really nice. I never thought about it before. Yeah, see, I didn't think... I would like to try that. Sandro, come round. Because I didn't think it sounded very nice. Um, I think you're wrong. There you go. That's my view. And I love alcohol and cakes. Right, technical. Uh, the technical... So after having an, quite an easy signature, the technical was a red velvet cake, which isn't exactly difficult and no i'm really happy they gave them a bit of a gentle start to this bake-off but that's i'm like- not i'm bitter uh, our year we had to make three layers of genoese sponge which we had measured by hand into a cake tin that wasn't the right size for them then we had to make an italian m- b- meringue buttercream and then we had to do some fondant feathering so i'm bitter about it yeah and i measured very badly so i am actually a little bit bitter as but well i also feel a bit like it's not like a very good cake you know like they um in the in the opening bit, they were like, "Oh, a, a cake that needs to make a good, a big impression on the palate." And it's not, well, no one's ever said that about a red velvet cake. It's like a weak chocolate cake. Yeah, and also it's a throw everything into a bowl and mix it. Like they were trying to make it out like what to do is like you've got a raising agent, you've got something that activates it. You literally, there's no like whipping things up to make it like it's just you just right. beat it, just I mean, beat it. And they all did fairly well, to be fair. Like they all did pretty well with it, which is and it is nice to see a first episode where they've all done well. But also, I do feel a little bit like in the first episode, you never quite fully know everybody's names or where everyone's come from. Everyone's quite new. So it's quite nice to have a disaster to hang the episode on. Yeah. And it's also quite nice to see it when everyone has a disaster. I like both. Uh, James. James stood out because James has James watched Bake Off before. (laughs) I'm going to do some decoration to stand out. I mean, it's the technical. You're looking to have it exactly as they want it. It was like he'd made it from the 1970s (laughs) as well. Like stand out for being ugly, James, I don't think. And also when he was putting his cakes into the oven and he was like, I'm going to set my my thing for 25 minutes because apparently he wanted to bake some concrete. (laughs) The cakes were like an inch thick. 
We it love you, true. James. We support you. We genuinely do, actually. I think it's going to be really great. And I think he's an absolute darling. But please try at least 50% harder. <laughs> <laughs> Judging wise, Paul and Prue, they seem to be quite happy. They, every single bit of feedback was, oh, the cake's actually quite light. Oh, it's actually quite nice. Surprise, surprise. You give them an easy cake. They basically smashed it apart from James. Apart from, apart from James, who did come royally bottom. Yes, uh, I formal love the bottom, fact, if you will, James, the formal bottom. I love the fact that James went straight onto Instagram and changed his bio to Red Velvet King. Oh, he knew he was ready. We love you, She's James. She's an Instagram queen, isn't she? <laughs> top <laughs> also, three, top tip, although with uh, with uh, Red Velvet cakes, if you get food coloring all over your hands, wash them with toothpaste. There you go. That's brilliant. Isn't that good? Did they have toothpaste in the tent? Well, um, I don't know. Not probably not. They'll probably have it in hair and makeup. You mean you have to ask for spoons? You have to specify how many spoons you need for your recipe. I doubt they have just toothpaste. This is true. For future Bake Off contestants, when you're compiling ingredients list, put toothpaste on there. Put toothpaste on there so you can wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> also, very quickly, must mention an honourable mention for Compost Carol's little picture, like the technicals picture, because her hair is being blown from the front. <laughs> She's giving Beyonce, and I love to see it. I absolutely loved it. I love those little pictures. We all took our when we left i remember we all I, we, we all signed the back them. of them i've still got my yes. other room i yeah. gave mine to someone don't know why <laughs> like literally the day after i gave it to someone and will will bless him like he did better in this challenge for sure but um apparently according to paul uh his crumb was all over the bottom <laughs> and we have all been there uh, <laughs> michael's been there quite a lot <laughs> recently <laughs> And also, Rebs still can't bake a cake. Uh, so she struggled in the signature. She's then struggled in the technical. And it's not very good when they give the little bit on camera saying, now I've just got to make sure I bake them properly for the next one. Yeah. To be fair, though, okay, in Rebs' defense, those ovens are brand new. Yeah. They bake it in a different way. And like you're trying to negotiate a lot in that tent. And like, yes, of course, she hasn't had a great week thus far. And it doesn't necessarily get a lot better in the next challenge. But there's a lot to be negotiated with. And like there's lots going on around it. So I'm sure that those recipes have worked at home. And that for whatever reason, something's going wrong in the tent. And it's the first week as well. You don't know how to deal with things going wrong it's true so you don't know like if when do you start again and how do you start again as you go through this the the episodes you get a bit more comfortable about how much time you have what you can shift what you can change what you can give what you can take i love the fact that she stayed like she didn't have a breakdown and we'll see in the showstopper as well we'll come to it but she responded very well right uh, not being able to bake a cake um <laughs> top three dawn i love dawn sandro he's there but Shabira, 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 the oh. doctor, she smashed it. Shabira, Shabira. <laughs> <laughs> she was number one, wet, like head and shoulders and breasts above everyone else. <laughs> She's got a lovely cardigan as well, hasn't she? Very nice cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Anyway, technical on to Showstopper. The next day, you've had a bit of time to relax back in the hotel or stress a bit more if you probably will or Rebs. Uh, <laughs> but they came back into the tent and... Now this one, I know you're going to have some strong feelings on this. The producers have dusted off their challenge dartboard where they're like, here's a list of random words. Throw it. Ah, first memory. Ah, meringue. Oh, two hours. And maybe make a plant. This is true. They had to do a 3D replica of their own home made entirely out of cake, which is a stupid thing to say because it wasn't entirely out of cake for any of them. They had icing and some bad biscuits. It should look like somewhere where you lived that has some special meaning to you. What do you think, Michael? What did you think of this? They... Okay. Okay. So a house generally is a cuboid. Exactly. So cakes, if you bake them in a rectangle tin, 
are cuboids, right? So they've had to stack four rectangle cakes on top of each other, maybe put a roof on. So structurally, this is a lot more simple than stuff we've seen recently. So last year they had to make a cake that defied gravity. And the year before that, they had to make the iconic cake busts. Who can, who can forget my sleep paralysis demon, which was Linda's Bob Marley that was somehow green without eyes. And the David Bowie. Right? All of that's so iconic. And like, I think while, while with this one, perhaps the, 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 the simpler challenge meant that everybody achieved something and they were able to actually put more flavours in, whereas sometimes it's just like, you're getting a Victoria sponge because I'm having to carve it. I felt a little bit like there wasn't anything quite as spectacular as I think we've seen previously, either good or bad. And there wasn't the jeopardy, because once again, they were doing quite thin, shallow cakes and just stacking them one on top of another, right. which isn't that difficult, which like it, I can see what they've done. They've tried to make the first episode a little bit gentler, ease people into it, but it doesn't have that fun and pop that we've had in the last couple of series where actually the first episodes have been my favourite episodes. Because it's chaos. And yeah. I think it's it, the, the challenge is, right, we complain when it's too hard and then we complain when it's too easy. And what what was good about this was that we got to see some really cool flavours. Yeah. And people were doing more things inside the cakes than we normally get to see. But at the end of the day, they all just looked like rectangles. They all look the same. That's the thing now having very recently watched the episode i actually can't i can remember like you say i remember people's flavors i remember things but i don't remember the looks of everyone's cakes they all look the same it was either flats or it was a cottage mm-hmm. absolutely but the flavors were cool so soy sauce being used in the chocolate cake is pretty cool i that love that is idea genius i hate it when someone brings something in new one year and it's not new at all soy sauce in a chocolate cake is genuinely but it new makes complete sense right because it's got that umami flavor and it's got that salty flavor yeah and actually it's adding a liquid so perhaps it's making things moister it was just really cool and i want to try it out i want to get that recipe actually Yanush, yep. please can i have that recipe um, i want Yanush to be my best friend please Yanush. star caker <laughs> star, star, star caker. caker and bakewood <laughs> i um, also loved uh, compost carol's quote where she said <clears throat> who doesn't oh who, uh, who doesn't like coffee and walnut unless you don't like coffee and are allergic to nuts brilliant brilliant so who doesn't like that unless you don't like that but sure. carol sorry should... for that impression carol carol should have a podcast just saying Oh, I'm, I honestly, well, she's got a radio show famously. That's kind of her thing, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Carol is my favorite person to ever exist. But I also want to say that Abdul's flavors. So he had a mango oh, and surprise, saffron surprise. Jam. Michael likes Abdul. <laughs> mango and saffron jam, masala chai sponge. And he had Barfi on top as little sheep. Like, yes, it didn't go the way he wanted to. It was a little bit leaning tower. But like those flavors yeah. are just to die for. And they're interesting and new. Yeah. Also, I'd give a shout out to Kevin because... Banana cake. People often don't do banana cake in Bake Off. Because it's it's simple. But no, it's good. I liked that. Banana cake doesn't taste like banana. Yeah, but then you can put bananas in it as well. Famously, banana cake with bananas in it. No, but you can put like like, whole bananas just in the middle of the cake. It's like mushy brown banana. Yeah. But like chewing through a turd. No, thank you. Did you notice how messy James's his um, James's bench was? He's a messy queen. Just like creamy icing poured all over himself. His kill. I called that last week. Well, we knew it's a messy queen. We stand, we stand, but he is a messy queen. We've also had our first phallus this this week. Shabira's Shabira, Shabira, yeah, stroking her tree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll her coconut tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's very very Kim Petrus. Do you know who Kim Petrus is? Singer, my coconuts. You no. can put them in your mouth right now, right now. No. Yeah. Sure, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. We won't. Um, so ju- let's go straight to judging. The thing I found about the judging was 
they didn't cut into the middle of the cakes. And if you're going to have problems with these cakes, it's going to be in the centre, like Rebs. I love the little centre. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the judging was, they generally liked them all. It was, yeah. <laughs> I, I find it really funny when they're doing the showstoppers, when the judges give them f- feedback. They're like, next time you're doing this, cut your pecans up a bit smaller. It's like, Paul, no one's going to be making these cakes again. <laughs> Nobody has nobody has the time, the energy, the they inclination. Like, this, who's going to make a cake of their house ever again in the future? I mean, thank you for thank you for <laughs> your feedback, Paul. But really, tell me if it's good or bad, and we're all going to move on. This is true. Anyway, we knew what was going to happen, didn't we? We all knew that Janusz was going to win, and he was going to be the star caker of Bake Week. He was, and he was. Uh, Janusz is the top of the week. He is um, definitely the top of the week. Top of the week. Why was there blue dribbling down the side of his flats? We'll never know. Doesn't matter. We'll never know. Doesn't matter, but he was very talented. So well done to you, Janusz. Um, and, and yeah, Will being the soggy bottom. We're sorry, Will. Welcome to the soggy bottom club. Um, we, we've all been there. Well, one of us in this room hasn't been there, but I've been there many, many a time. Um, if you come bottom... Did I what? Sorry. Th- <laughs> <laughs> did you come bottom? If you come bottom in three... Oh, you didn't come bottom in technical, but you kind of did. If you come bottom or close to bottom in all three... You're not really going to... I think he knew he was going home first, but he did himself proud. Like, he kept himself upbeat the whole way through. And it's really hard going home first because you've put in all that work. All these all people... All that work has been baking since he was two. Well, yes, indeed. Yeah, 43 years, which is what, how many more years than Mason? Like, a good 40. Yeah. Um, but, like, he he's made all the recipes for the entire season and he just doesn't get to use them now, which is... Really sad and frustrating, but I hope he's able to kind of celebrate the achievement of getting on in the first place and at least presenting something (laughs) to the judges. And he did. Thank you to all the bakers this week. You are all stars. Well, not all of you, famously. And that's it. Definitely a talented bunch of bakers this year. I'm looking forward to Biscuit Week. It'll be something about biscuits. Something about biscuits, yeah. And if you want to know what we would have done this week for Cake Week, then we'll be popping an extra wee chat about that on our OnlyFans. Talking of which, this is normally the bit where producer Alex puts in an ad from ourselves from the past talking. So I'll just leave that. That can happen now, right? Hello, it's us, interrupting ourselves to promote, well, ourselves. Do you want ad-free episodes, access to exclusive tasty content, and our online community of fellow Soggy Bottoms? Well, you can join our OnlyFans. Otherwise known as a Patreon. There are various subscriber options. Just head over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to find out more. And keep them sticky. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Soggy bottom, soggy, soggy bottom. Soggy bottom, soggy, soggy bottom. Soggy bottom, soggy, soggy bottom. Club. So we're going to delve straight into the inbox. There is loads in there. It's full to bursting. So please do keep them coming in. We're loving hearing from you and we'll get to you, I promise. Our first message is from George this week. George says, since the pandemic, I've been on a bit of a fitness journey, which I've been really enjoying. Getting healthy, boosting my mindfulness and generally getting ripped to get the boys flipped. (laughs) And then in brackets, he has said, alternatively, getting swole to get some whole. Delete as appropriate. So we don't really have appropriate here, do we? No, no, sure. Very inappropriate. (laughs) However, I've noticed that I'm becoming obsessed with calorie counting and what I eat, up how much protein versus fat, how many macarons, how much sugar, etc. I wouldn't consider myself as having an eating disorder because I'm still rational about it all, but I just want to be able to enjoy a scone again without having to bargain and barter with myself. Cream first, obviously, and not a cretin. Pin that. Have you guys got any advice for how I can achieve my fitness goals while still enjoying baked goods? First off, cream first, jam first. Jam first every time. You are a cretin, George. Oh, I do cream first. Why do you do jam what? first? I, don't, I think it's just because my mum did that. Because I want more cream than I want jam, obviously. I like to fill myself with cream as much as possible, then like a little dollop on top. Oh, uh, see, I think probably for me is I've had often had it without cream i've often not been creamed poor thing poor little whippy boy (laughs) so uh, about achieving fitness goals while still balancing that with being able to enjoy baked goods and not kind of counting how many you've had etc etc you are talking to the person who recently ate an entire six pack of tonics tea cakes and then felt sick and had to have a lie down um what do you think david i think it is a tough one because I first of all, I don't think it's healthy to be, do the calorie counting things. Food, first of all, calories don't mean anything. It's energy, and to do sport and things, it's good to have energy-rich food sometimes. Also, if you are going to do it, not all baked goods are equal. Like a brownie has as much energy for the day. A scone actually has relatively little fat and sugar compared to other cakes. So go for your scones. Maybe you don't cream them as much, but go for the scones. <laughs> but you often put like little healthy things in them to try and make the... So, so, so uh, David and I um, have this little text. I was going to out us here in the morning. When we've done a ghost poo, we'll send a text as like a congratulations. You had the perfect amount of fiber. Michael has a lot, actually. I'm very good at... Um, my, my fiber intake is managed perfectly. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, <laughs> potential suitors, beware. <laughs> but yeah, ghost poos are great. But as ghost poos aside, that's because I'm putting... I'm making sure I'm eating lots of fiber and things like that in my diet and i think you put like whole grain flours into your bakes yeah if you put a small percentage of whole grain flour you'll still get a nice light bake but also you're right the other thing about healthiness is not just about putting on weight and things because a lot of things in baked goods are really good for you like dried fruits and nuts and like really tasty delicious things so i would say expand your mind a bit more and my other big one tip because i do like to have pert buns more than enjoying to eat pert buns right and I do sometimes put things off, but my rule is I just don't have them in the house. If you have them in the house, you'll smash them. D- 
definitely okay to have sweet treats. Just have them for when you're out and like visiting people and things like that. And then you're not going to think about it as much. But on the flip side, you've got to live your life. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to have a brownie, have a fucking brownie. Like I'm, I'm getting quite tired of this kind of especially within the queer community i think of everyone feeling like they need to look a certain way or feel a certain way and it's it's kind of exhausting but you also can still look that so like i have to say i consider myself quite a healthy fit person mm. i do eat sweet things all the time if i go out i have a croissant i mm. have a brownie <laughs> croissants like, famously are savory but sure thanks croissants they are sweet but they're, they're not sweet where's the sugar well there's a lot of butter yes but but, but anyway like, i think you can treat yourself i think this is thing it's actually more important to sleep well and to think especially about and I often have a sweet treat when I go to the gym because it's energy. Mm. You need energy to actually help drive things. So, yeah. Do you know what I think is more attractive than being swole to get some hole is just be- being happy and relaxed about yeah. stuff. Like I don't want to go on a date with somebody who's focused on uh, hyperfixating on what they're eating and what they're, what, all that kind of stuff. It just takes away the fun of being able to go out for dinner or do you know what I mean? Like, yes, we all love as an aesthetic, but it's not necessarily realistic. So there's definitely a balance there to be struck, I think. Yeah, sure. I definitely think so. Look at that. We actually gave some really good advice. We're good at this. The next one is actually a really moving one. Uh, it's quite a deep one. And um, this is from Anonymous. We're going to name them Prue for this week. Um, this person says, I know I'm gay, but I've never told anyone before. I've had a crush on a girl in my lectures for two years now, but don't have the confidence to tell anyone. I don't think I know anybody who would have a problem with it. So I'm feeling really frustrated that I haven't told anyone yet. When do you know you're ready? Basically, I'm in a mess and I don't know what to do. Well, Prue, I'm sorry. That's really hard. I think we've all been there, right? We definitely have. Yeah. And I remember feeling very similar as well. Like I knew my, my close friends and my family would have no problem with it, but the problem was sort of happening for me and um, what do you think i think it's really tough i would like in in some ways you just know when you're ready and it's fine but i think even just picking one person that you know is definitely not going to mind at all and have any issues with it if you just tell that one person for me that released something and that kind of started like a cascade so like having the bravery to do that also my answer for every question is brené brown because she talks about shame uh, and living with shame is not good so yeah, the sooner you can feel ready to do it, the better it's going to be for you. Unfortunately for me, it was quite late in my life. Another good book is No Shame by Tom Allen. Very nice. Yes. Talks about this a little bit. I think it's also worth noting that it sounds like a, an oxymoron, but you're never going to you're never going to be ready. Like the coming out process isn't something that you ever finish. And like I came out when I was oh, it's about over 10 years ago now, and I'm still learning things about myself now. And I'm still having conversations that kind of feel like another coming out because I'm learning more things about myself. And it's not... I think coming out is more like a long process, which you kind of go through through your whole life. And this is the first step on that journey. So make sure you've got a safe space around you when you're telling that person. The way I did it was I went through waves of feeling brave and then not feeling brave anymore. And when I felt brave, I messaged that friend that I knew it would be okay with. And I said, I need to talk to you about something. And, I'll, and I set a date and time that I was going to do it. And that meant that I kind of had to then follow through because they knew something was coming. You know? Yeah, I did the same thing when I felt brave and then I had a drink as well <laughs> so that I couldn't even overthink it anymore. Um, but I, like, I didn't come out to my parents till I was 30. And all I can say is it got harder and to come out And that was 70 years ago, <laughs> Prue, 70 years ago. <laughs> but it gets harder the longer you leave it. That's the other thing. So if you can get that confidence and that like little spark to just come out to one person 
properly and you start a conversation you'll find like actually speaking things out loud really changes things yeah prue you're not a mess you're gonna be fine and please let us know how you get on keep in touch please i mean you might be a mess because michael and i are still a mess and we came out messy queens messy queens james is one of us the next one is another anonymous person we're going to call him noel this week i've been struggling with my short crust pastry no matter how hard i try it always slips down the sides of the tin when i bake and i end up with a pastry pancake which nobody wants please help I think this is quite a simple one, really. Like, Follow the recipe. <laughs> Follow the recipe. Unless it's BBC Good Food, because they're not real recipes. Oh! Um, they'll just write anything on there. <laughs> Basically, with shortcrust pastry, you are using a hard fat, usually butter. And what that... did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> and that is solid at room temperature. Uh, solid at room temperature or when it's chilled. So the best thing to do is make it as solid as possible. So that when it hits the oven... The harder the better. The harder the better. So when it's baked, it then quickly sets into the position it's in because it's cooking the edge Are of it meant to as... pack it out as well like stuff as much as you can into the base of the t- like so like with your bit with your ceramic baking beans and stuff like that if you're really struggling with slippage yeah like pack it out as much as you possibly can yeah well, if you're blind baking but if you're not blind baking you can still do it not blind baking if you're not blind baking freeze it you basically want the crust to start setting as baking before the fat start melting properly so the colder you can have it as it hits the oven the better the colder and the harder the better yeah fact well that's your lot for this week that actually felt like it went quite quickly the story of my life don't worry though you may have had a double helping this week but if you want a third and who doesn't then you can head over to our only flans yes if you haven't gathered by now our only flans is our patreon which you can find at patreon.com forward strokes to keep on boys ahead of biscuit week next week we'd love to hear more of your soggy bottom problems whether they're a disaster story or deep questions we'd love to hear them yes we love a deep one here send them over to stickybunboys at gmail.com and then go to twitter and instagram and follow us at stickybunboys for good measure and if that wasn't enough homework please rate and review us on your podcast app it really helps us find fellow soggy bottoms like you indeed so that's enough of the admin it's time for you to get on with your day go on off you go we'll see you next friday keep them sticky (laughs) hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.